You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we're going to be talking about dusty springfield's a girl called dusty in the room i have rob sean adam hey and ben hey a girl called dusty is the debut album from british singer dusty springfield it was released in april 17th 1964 on the uk phillips records it was produced by john franz the genre is pop girl group r&b Dusty Springfield started out as a member of the girl group The Lane Sisters from 1958 to 1960 and the folk pop trio The Springfields from 1960 to 1963. But after releasing her first solo single, I Only Want to Be With You, in 1963, the world took notice when it was one of the first songs played on the top of the pops BBC TV's new music program and sold over a million copies. With her debut album, A Girl Called Dusty, she bridges the gap of girl groups and Dusty's love of R&B and soul records, presenting previously released R&B and Motown material for a wider UK audience. That album reached number six on the UK charts in May of 1964. Dusty's warm tone, sultry delivery, mixed with her peroxide blonde bouffant hairstyle, evening Mm -hmm. gowns, and flamboyant performances would go on to make her an icon of the swinging 60s and one of the most beloved singers of all time. What did we think of A Girl Called Dusty? I love you, Dusty. Mm. <laughs> I was I was taken by surprise. I uh, I really liked it. I I knew a lot of these songs, and I didn't necessarily... Like, I knew a lot of these versions of these songs, uh, and I, I didn't realize how many of them were, were Dusty Springfield versions. And... M- much like my reaction of the, the Solomon Burke one we talked about last time, if you had told me this is a Dusty Springfield greatest hits, I, I would have believed it. Just, like, there's just so many songs on it that I, I recognize just from being alive for 36 years, you know? I but it a, doesn't have Son of a Preacher Man. Yeah. No, so it doesn't. You think <laughs> well, it, 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 you know, like a, if I was like halfway through the album, I'd be yeah, thinking that's like, true. oh, it's probably, you're probably saving it for the end. Yeah. Do you think that maybe that was kind of a, a, like a sign of the times? Though also, like, you know, so many songs weren't written by the singers and they were just written because a label mm. said, like, put a record out. We need Here's this song for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think she put that single out, a million copies. They're mm-hmm. like, let's do the album. 
We gotta get it. Well, whether she or someone else was picking the material for this album, they, like it, it fits her voice perfectly. Like so many of these songs, uh, yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. It took me by surprise. Yeah, I had a sort of similar uh, experience. I wasn't. I was trying to remember, like Dusty Springfield. I definitely never had any of the records, and I remembered "Son of a Preacher Man," but only after a while. And um, but it just for some reason it wasn't clicking in my head. Um, and then as I started hearing the songs, like, oh, I actually know these recordings. And then some of these, I, you know, I wasn't sure who the original was by or right. her. But in general, I thought you know it's a pretty strong record. I thought the uh, the only the only thing that like bugged me was like how much uh, like juvenile stuff is on this record, where like ABCs like counting uh, nursery rhyme stuff. There's just there's like three songs. Don't that do it. It's a hot track. <laughs> I, I, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my standouts. So I thought that was fine, but then as the record goes on, there's like three songs that do that like sing songy nursery rhyme stuff, and it's like a little like it's just like. Lay off, guys. Like, <laughs> Mama said, "Do re me, Mockingbird." Yeah, just and, uh, the movie Dumb and Dumber ruined the song. Yeah, Mockingbird yeah. For me. I, 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 I can't take that song seriously. Oh, I just remembered. <laughs> it's, all, it's all I hear. <laughs> no. Okay. That's like really my only like first impression negative was like by the time I was at like the second or third song where there was like the children's lyrics, I was like, okay, guys, just chill out. But great songs, great arrangements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, to be totally honest, I didn't know who what a Dusty Springfield was. <laughs> I, I, in, my, in my brain, I was thinking Dusty Rhodes from the uh, oh. WWF. So when I put oh. this on, and I, I was like, oh, a dame, you know, and oh, she's wearing all denim. That's wonderful. And then I recognized a whole lot of the songs. I was like, holy shit, how did I not know that this was even a thing? Like, literally, I was I was thinking of the, uh, the pro wrestler. I was like, Dusty Springfield, what is this, like? Honky tonk stuff, oh my and gosh. yeah, I, I had no clue. Um, a so dusty Springfield does kind of like a sound like a car that's just been sitting out for a few minutes. <laughs> oh, well, you can take well, the old dusty you, Springfield to the store. Do you have her real name handy? I do have it handy. Do you go yes. on? Uh, you mean uh, Mary Isabel Catherine Bernadette O'Brien? Oh, that's boy. exactly what I mean. I love it. <laughs> yeah, a, so it's a UK lady. It, oh my lord! There was some speculation that she had kind of split personality, and that. There was Mary O'Brien and there was Dusty Springfield. And Dusty Springfield was the performer and, you know, who we're listening to. And Mary O'Brien was more mild-mannered, withdrawn. Like know. a Sasha Fierce. Like a mm. Sasha Fierce. But then, mm. you know, other people said, like, no, she's Dusty. That's who she is through and through. But she, um, her life was quite uh, rich. She 
was bipolar. Um, she was a lesbian. She was not closeted, but and she was actually pretty out, but it was also the kind of thing where she would just make semi-vague statements about it, and then the media would twist it accordingly and be like, oh, she's not saying she's gay, because they didn't want to cost her sales, you know? Um, How nice of them. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, well, she had people wrangling that. No. <laughs> but, no, she, I mean, one thing I really like about her delivery and her music is that she's very candid and honest, I think. You know, it's like... Yeah. Like... She has some songs where she's like, oh, this is all my fault, and we'll kind of, like, wallow in it and go on and on. And other songs where it's like, don't mess with me, and it just sounds very genuine. Um, also, something that once you realize she was uh, a lesbian, or she, maybe bi, but if she was a lesbian, let's be hmm. real. Um, she used a lot of gender-neutral language in the same way that, like, Melissa Etheridge did later hmm. on, where she would talk about you and, you know, like me, and she would never say him or her or whatever, you know what I mean? She kind of kept that... There were many examples where that wasn't the case, but Child yeah, that's funny of a because preacher man, maybe uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. dog of a preacher man. Uh, love is love, man. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to contradict you, but yeah. it's just funny because one of the things that uh, I was listening with Sarah, my wife, and uh, there was definitely the, like wife. a song later at the end, and I'm trying to remember which one it is. It might have been. I don't think it was Wish and Hoping, but it's the one that's like, and then uh, that'll. That'll make him love you. Mm-hmm. And I think th- it is Wish and Hope. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, it's just, the lyrics are brutal. It's like, always, it is so brutal. She because always tried to love men. Like, she she wasn't anti-man, but she, like, she would sleep with men, but she just didn't have relations with them. So she had a lot of yeah. long-term relationships with, with women and would, like, date men, uh-huh. basically. And maybe that was just for songwriting purposes. I don't know. But. Yeah, it was just... We like we were we were totally projecting and speculating, mm-hmm. but not 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 having known that she was a lesbian. But like uh, we were like, man, the just sign of the times. Like you know, fifty five years ago, the song is about like all the things you have to do to make a guy like you, because ultimately that's all you need. Yeah, <laughs> like you want a guy to like you. Yeah, and, and I think that kind of speaks to her like dual personality thing, where it's like she was she had to continue to try to be someone, like yeah. try to be performer and like a you know somebody who's writing these universally loved songs about the human experience yeah. and really she was having a totally different experience from yeah which what is she's singing about that's and that's isn't that the case so often with artists that's mm-hmm. like she's writing that song for the masses about like well yeah i guess like this you know early 60s where mm, she, she's singing that song for the masses yeah. she uh but that's what i'm saying so she very much uh came out uh, one of the my favorite quotes i found from her was I don't really see myself as a songwriter. I just don't get any good ideas, and the ones I do are from other records. The only reason I write is for money. <laughs> oh, mercenary creature! Yeah, yeah. She she's so smart. You could tell she's so smart just by the yeah. way she speaks about herself and like the you know the things That's she so says. So funny.
Yeah, she so. really wanted to bring that. She, I think it's really important that she identified that. Yeah, maybe she wasn't a strong no, writer. She, she's a singer, though, and she's a good she singer, belt. and she knows how to, you know, she knows what the audience would want. So she was definitely a person of the time presenting these. Um, uh, she had a, sh a show on uh, BBC. It was like a Motown celebration of the Temptations and like all these other uh, performers that she hosted, um, you know, saying th this is the time. This is what, you know, our generation mm -hmm. wants. But she also really set a standard. I feel like, you know, like when we were talking about Solomon Burke and how he kind of got buried among like his peers and yeah. didn't stand out. Like, I think that Dusty Springfield was so singular and like set a bar, you know, in a way that some of her contemporaries maybe weren't able to. Yeah, yeah, this is a this is identified as blue eyed soul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, northern soul, mm -hmm. I think too. Um, yeah, there is one of her contemporaries that, uh, especially some parts more than others, uh, she reminds me of, and I think they're contemporaries. I, I don't, if one of them came before the other one, I'm, I'm not certain. But like uh, early era Jackie DeShannon. Like, when she was still had some grit and rock and roll before she went, like, kind of saccharine singer-songwriter. Uh, like, the early Jack, Jackie DeShannon stuff is, like, a, another, you know, like, strong strong woman with peroxide bouffant, like, and just, like, a big, powerful voice with, with a little bit of gravel in it. Mm. And I like that a lot. I like this a lot. They reminded me of each other for what it's worth. I think that, like, a, a peer that I would say somebody who was maybe put up against the Dusty Springfield bar and, and didn't hit it, but was still great, was Lulu. She, they were a similar type of, of singer. And, like, it was it's almost like you can imagine Dusty Springfield walking into the room and be like, no, this is how you do it, you know. But And I love Lulu, <laughs> but that's just, like, an example of, you know. Hmm. I thought it was really, the album, too, was interesting because uh, I had read that you know she kind of transitioned that girl group into the sort of r&b and you can hear that mm -hmm. i mean it's it's straight like a good blend of having that girl group but then it's a little more soul it's a little more uh, like rhythm and blues style mm -hmm. so that was good mm -hmm. solid album i mean all the all the tracks you you were saying before you know yeah maybe some of the tracks aren't the best aren't the most it yeah. wasn't really that it was just it was just i was surprised by the heavy use of children's yeah. uh yeah. lines over the course of a record like if, it was, if that was over the course of a career i wouldn't have noticed yeah but just when we're actually listening to like one record at one time i just thought it was surprising i, I mean this is also a time when women were so often infantilized yeah you know so i think that like her music was so mature and so smart and i think that maybe they had to temper that a little bit so she wouldn't seem quite so you know Threatening, mm. even. I don't know. I think yeah, possible. Like the, the, uh, the balance with uh, you don't own me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, -huh. uh, what do we think? Should it go in the book? Oh yeah. Should it? Yeah. That's great. Big glass. Yeah, yes. I think Dusty deserves to be. Sure. In here. <laughs> um, and uh, even from her later stuff, when she kind of had a resurgence. Uh, with Son of a Preacher Man, uh, that was in Pulp Fiction, mm -hmm. yeah, um, and numerous other, you know, uh, major placement. Yeah, major placements and and things. Um, I read with her working with the Pet Shop Boys, and I thought that yeah. was so interesting. That's, that was like her comeback, I guess. Yeah, yeah. In the 80s, yeah. I, uh, I I never knew that. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't a big Pet Shop Boys uh, what, what, listener, but did she do like a track or an album or? 
It's just one song. Uh, she did a, a song with them, What Have I Done to Deserve This? Oh, yeah. Which is like a great mm. uh, name of a song for her yeah. to do. Uh, but it reached number two in uh, the UK and uh, US charts. That's a great, great tune. Uh, one thing I did read was the December after this record dropped, she went down to South Africa and got deported yeah. for uh, playing to an integrated audience. Um, yeah. Allegedly, like her writer said, like there couldn't be segregation. That citation needed on Wikipedia, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, she uh, she went down there and played to an integrated audience and was thusly deported. Hmm. Yeah, so she was one of the first to uh, to get kicked out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What did she do to deserve? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, we could also briefly talk about you know. I think she's one of the first. We, our contemporary would be maybe Amy Winehouse, uh, UK soul R and B singer, and I feel like Dusty was. Yeah. She's like hard the, not to picture Amy it, Winehouse. It, oh yeah. When you're thinking of right. Yeah, thinking of British, you know, uh, alternate lifestyle British. too. Like you know, yeah. Amy Winehouse was just like wild woman, hard partying. Yeah. You know, tattoos like just you know way more. Uh, just like out there and you know maybe for dusty it was her sexuality or just her party too her plain speaking yeah you know out and but it's definitely there's a connection there plus plus their popularity overseas yeah Mm -hmm. next time we'll be talking about the rolling stones self-titled album thanks guys Mm -hmm. yep